0: Welcome to the interview on the Raptors Republic Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Damlin as we continue our series on the Raptors nine oh five. They just wrapped up their regular season, finishing it off at twelve and three with eight straight wins, and we have two really good friends. In today's episode, it's power forward Henry Ellenson, the leader in scoring for the 905, and point guard Matt Morgan, who after several DNP CDs to start the season, has come on as the starting point guard and the closing point guard, and the two have become really good friends. So let's get right to it first with Henry Ellenson. Henry, how are you?
1: Doing well. Appreciate you for having me.
0: No problem. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. And so you, you just finished your 14th game in 23 days. And I'm just wondering, is your body screaming at you right now?
1: Yeah, it is. And we just finished our second game within 24 hours. So now this schedule has been rigorous. I think it's taken a lot of mental toughness out of our guys, but uh, we fought through it. Everyone's kind of going through it. So uh, I think we've been, uh, tougher team a lot of times but uh yeah this this schedule is tough to say the least
0: yeah and you guys have closed out games well under these circumstances too which has been impressive so like the schedule you know it's not ideal and I was wondering in your ideal basketball world when are the times that you most feel like going out and competing
1: uh for me uh it's just every day obviously it's uh it's not easy, but I love the game of basketball, and uh, I know it's action-packed here right now, and some days your legs might not feel like it, but, uh, no, I got the competitive spirit to want to want to play every day. But, uh, no, we, we have a bunch of guys like that, and, uh, you know, basketball is fun. This has been a crazy experience, just being in the bubble and just isolated and only being basketball. But uh, it's something we'll probably never experience again, so we just got to make the most of it.
0: Yeah, and, and you guys are definitely doing that on the on the way to the playoffs. And uh, you know, I spoke to you about a year ago, and it was you had been you had played eight games with the 905 at that point, and you talked about how valuable the continuity was. You hadn't played eight straight games with with one team in like a close amount of time since your Marquette days. And right. can you, I was wondering, can you explain to me why continuity is so important to you?
1: It's, it's huge. I think as a basketball player, you know, getting the opportunity just to play and knowing that you're going to play is uh, huge. It really uh, makes you feel good about your game. Uh, you know that you have a chance to always bounce back. And, like, uh, being here in the bubble, just knowing that we got 15 day, uh, fifteen games in a month and that, you know, it's only a short time so you can go hard and push for it. And, uh no it's huge, though, because you get a lot of rhythm going. It's just, you're not just throwing out onto the court and, you know, no rhythm and trying to figure out how to uh, play. Like, you know, play all these games in a row really gets you in a uh, good rhythm, gets you feeling confident. So, uh, no, it's been fun. I've just been having fun playing again, especially now in my fifth year. Uh, First couple years as a professional, I didn't play so much. And so now having a chance to just show people what I can do on the court, it's it's everything.
0: And you've developed – you're talking about rhythm. And you've developed something with – especially with one fellow returnee on the Raptors 905. It's been so nice to watch with Matt Morgan. Today, you actually had like a little dribble handoff where he, he came down. You, you you hit a three at the top of the key. And like the next time down, you slipped a screen. You were going to screen for Nick Stauskas' guy. And you just slipped it, went to the hole, and Morgan found you in stride. You've talked about this friendship that you've built with him. And I was wondering, what comes first? The the connection you make on the floor with something like that, you slip in that screen, Or is it the connection you make as you're sort of traveling together on the road and getting to know one another?
1: Right. Now, we're doing this interview on the back of the bus right now, and uh, he's sitting uh, sitting in the chair right behind me. So, no, it's great uh, being able to come back and, you know, me and him being the only two returners, already having that chemistry from last year. And, um, you know, during the flow of the game, like that little flip play, I just said, hey, let's run that five flip for a little flip back, and he, he didn't even hesitate. He's like, yep, and uh, he, made, he dribbled, uh, drew uh, two guys and was able to find me wide open. And then the next play, we talked about going down the court, It's even just getting the ball and having a rebound, just you know, just saying one thing, and that's enough for us to figure out where to find each other. And so, no, he's been great for us. Uh, not being able to play as much early on with us, but now stepping up to a huge role, starting every game, closing every game, he's, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, just handling the pressure. And to be able to find guys very unselfish and uh you know get shoot that three two. So it's been it's been a lot of fun uh being to play with play with him.
0: Yeah, the the chemistry you guys have built, it just seems you know natural. When Dante Hall came to the team for his entire two game career with the nine oh five, him and Nick Stauskas hooked up on pick and rolls and and it just seemed like there was just some something bigger going on. And we talked to Gary Payton after last night's game. And he said this team, whenever he thinks about the team, it just brings a smile to his face. He says they're, right. totally, they're totally different personalities. All of them are, all you guys are different personalities, but you mesh together. Can you think of someone on your team that is so different in personality to you, but you still have a connection?
1: Well, I'd, like, I'd probably piggyback up what he said, just like I do think we got a lot of different personalities, but, you know, Basketball is a common language for all of us, and I think when you're unselfish, I think it just builds chemistry just from that. I think when the ball is moving, uh, guys are happy because we know everyone's trying to make the right play. You know, we've all been on teams where we don't always agree with someone trying to make the right play, and I think, you know, we have had a bunch of different guys kind of join our team and leave, and, you know, I think it's flown so smoothly because, we have guys who are always trying to make the right play, always trying to make the extra pass. You know, no one's selfish, and sometimes we might be too unselfish and pass up some uh, layups off of rebounds and stuff. But uh, you know, when when a team plays unselfishly, it just you know everyone everyone gets to be happy because everyone gets to touch the ball, and you know, and then we end up winning. And so it just it's a it's a great re- recipe for success.
0: Yeah, that's that's the one thing that Coach Matumbo outlined a number of times to the media. Anyway, is that the most call-ups come from teams that are winning? So there's actually right. an incentive. There's an incentive to to win there and not to play and not to play selfishly. And and, and you know I only know Coach Matumbo based on our interactions in the media and just for me, whenever I you know whenever i get to unmute myself and i get ready with the question i'm like i'm definitely intimidated uh he's he, he seems like he seems like he's got a presence about him you don't want to appear to be not serious about what you're doing um does 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 coach von intimidate you at all
1: i wouldn't say intimidate me but i know he's not going to let you slack or take a playoff or you know he's going to he's going to expect the most out of you at all times on the court. And I think that's what's made us so good is because he pays attention to the details like uh, no other offensively and defensively. He expects a lot out of us. He knows that why we're all down here is to, you know, improve our, improve our stock, improve our, uh, you know, for teams to pick us up. So he knows that that's what winning comes with. So he's not going to let us – He's not going to let us shy away from that. He he owns it, and uh, he holds all of us accountable. I think that's probably the biggest thing I get from him is is holding us all to accountability and to all the details.
0: And just as an aside, I'm really interested in, in comparing him to your first head coach, which is Stan Van Gundy, a guy who seemed much like his brother, just so intent on the details, so stress, expressing the, the finest details. Um I was wondering how his sort of his style um, translated to, to to your game. Anyway, you were in a difficult spot with Detroit, tons of veterans. You trade for Blake Griffin, but just him. Right. But with him, how did he relate to you? Would you say?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely see the similarities between the two coaches. I think uh, obviously different schemes and stuff, but the attention to details and holding people accountable. I think that's why. I was able to learn the game really well as a young player coming into the league because, you know, maybe I wasn't playing but I was practicing hard every day. And they were not gonna let me slack or, you know, just say, Oh, it's okay, next play like you'll figure it out. No, I was I was getting uh, yelled at if I messed up or anything. So that accountability uh helped me learn a lot as a young player and uh I definitely feel uh coach is doing doing that a lot for us this season is uh well, it's scalable because it just makes you a better player because uh, you know what you're supposed to do and you're going to be there, and then your teammates can uh, trust your help. And so, you know, that accountability, I think, helps grow players a lot, and uh, especially has for me in my career.
0: So, for this uh, G League bubble, you know, the, we've talked about your scouting report, if you will, able to score in a variety of ways, though I don't think you, you're given enough credit for offensively, how you've actually developed your game. You had this Euro step a couple of games ago um, that I hadn't seen in the, in the prior year. I remember that last year I asked you about it and basically you, you would only finish on, on the right side of the hoop, uh, even if you were to drive left. So I was wondering, even though it seems to be a given that you have this offensive game, you need to work on your defense in the off season. And, and it, at, with this podcast, we like to get nerdy with the detail. Like what did you work on specifically with your offensive game to, to come into this bubble situation and to, to lead the team in scoring?
1: Well, uh, for me, I think it was my mindset in the off season was like, how can I become, you know, I shot the ball well last year, but how can I become an elite shooter? And that was just like in my mind, like how can I be more consistent? How can I, you know, hit more uh, shots? So I focused a lot on shooting just because I know at my position being 6'10", uh, that's how I can help teams win. But my whole my whole career, I've never you know just because I was tall, I never shied away from putting the ball on the floor and be able to create plays for other, get myself to the basket. So that's always been in my off season workouts. And you know, I I live in the gym. That's something like it's kind of it's just what I just what I do. It's I love basketball. I love working out. You know, on the court or in the weight room. Like uh, I know it's a it's an honor to be a basketball player and make a career out of it. And so, you know, I just I just spent a ton of hours in the gym just working on skill, being, being a versatile player, and that's always been my mindset. But, you know, shooting was huge, and uh, being able to play low and quick off the rip was a big uh, mindset of mine this summer too, but always just trying to get be better.
0: Yeah, and I'll get you out of here on this. Um, people like to make NBA comparisons of, of every single prospect. What is this prospect uh, like in terms of another NBA player? Um, there's an obvious one. Uh, have you have you have you heard the Dirk Nowitzki comparison before?
1: Yeah, I have. Especially when I was uh, especially when I was first coming to league, I was I was getting that out of college and high school and stuff. And so, anytime you can kind of be slotted against that guy, it's it's an honor. And uh, you know, for me, being able to be a versatile player uh, for a team—that's how I think I can help people win. be able to stretch out floor, and you see his playoffs come around. You know, we all watched it last year in the bubble where teams needed guys to be able to stretch the floor out and hit shots and hit shots consistently uh, for teams to win. And so I think that's, uh, that's something I'm really proud of myself. I've been doing here is playing consistently every night, being able to hit a bunch of shots. So I'm going to keep continuing to do that and just not only prove to other people, just prove to myself, though, because I put a lot of work in this off season, And, uh, you know, this bubble has been good for myself but also the team.
0: Yeah, you're, you've had an amazing bubble. You've been consistent. Rice Lake, Wisconsin's finest. Uh, listen, Henry, we really, really appreciate the time. you got one more regular season game to go, and then it's it's the playoffs. Uh, so we wish you the best of luck. Get some rest, and and thanks so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, have a good day.
1: Thanks for shouting out Rice Lake, too. That's always big.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q and A's with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Except that the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. We are now joined by Raptors 905 point guard Matt Morgan. He is the Ivy League's all-time leading scorer. And uh, he actually went to Cornell. It was the only place where he got a Division One scholarship, Scholarship, and he just polished off his career high in the professional ranks. Matt, how's it going?
2: Uh, pretty good, pretty good, especially coming off a win, so I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, I think you're doing pretty good. And you actually did something today. This was your 15th game in 25 days. Uh, you know, he wins eight straight heading into the postseason, eight or nine straight, I think. And... Um, you did something on the court today that I had never seen you do in your two seasons with the Raptors 905. Can you guess what that was?
2: Um, probably take a charge if I had to take a guess.
0: Well, that might be true, but but the answer is actually smile. Um, <laughs> I, I hadn't seen you smile on the court. I see. I've seen you smile plenty off the court at the practice court, but you know, after playing so many games and, um, and so, in so few days, there was a smile on your face. How 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 have you been able to find joy in what looks like from the outside to be such a stressful situation?
2: Um, I mean, at the end of the day it's basketball and, you know, we're doing something that we really enjoy doing. Um, and I mean, it's always way better when you're getting wins and doing it with people that you enjoy around. So I think, uh, Games in 25 days is definitely a relief now that that's over and we can kind of lock in on the postseason. But um, I mean, I, I just enjoy playing basketball, man. I'm young, uh, we're winning, so uh, right now there's nothing not to be happy about.
0: That's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, you got the playoffs coming up on on mm-hmm. Monday, and uh, you know a big storyline heading into it uh, is is your budding relationship and friendship with, with Henry Allenson, I talked to Henry yesterday, actually, uh, and in your game, excuse me, two days ago, you had a couple of plays in the second quarter with Henry. You did like this little dribble handoff where he made a three at the top of the key. maybe two- Oh, go ahead. No, uh, you, want, you want to talk about that one? Uh, you can go ahead with this one, I'll give you the next one afterwards. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I mean, it, it's so easy playing with a guy that's as skilled as him. I mean, especially playing at the center position, there's not many people that can do it. He does. So, uh, I mean, the game comes easy, especially for me as a point guard, having someone like that that's as skilled as him. Um, you know, it, it, it's really easy, especially um, when he can shoot from anywhere. And, uh, you put him in the right spot, it's nine times out of ten, is going to be a bucket.
0: Yeah, so you did the same thing today, actually. I think it was in the fourth quarter. You had another, another little dribble handoff. You set the screen. You get run over by the Lakeland power forward and draw a foul. Uh, and the other play I was talking about from two days ago is um, also in the second quarter, uh, Henry was about to set a screen for Nick Stauskas' guy, and then he just slipped it and went to the hole. Is that something you you mm-hmm. communicated on beforehand, or is that just something you noticed in the moment?
2: Um, A little bit of both. You know, we, we talked about it throughout the game up until that point that it might be open, uh, especially with a shooter like Nick. Uh, and Henry. They're both scared. The team is, you know, a little nervous if they leave them open behind the three-point line, so we talked about it a little bit, but that was kind of a heat, heat of the moment type of thing, um, but that that comes with the team chemistry, building that chemistry, especially with him and Nick, uh, just seeing it before it happens. I think today, I tried to throw one to Nick, too, uh, but that's just a chemistry thing that we've built, uh, especially being together for our second season. Um, I'm just happy he dunked it and got me an assist, so
0: Yeah, you get to pad pad those stats, which is always important. Um, And uh, you know, you you talk about the chemistry that everybody has. You know, in a one-month-long season, you guys have barely been together, and there's something there, obviously. And and Gary Payton, a few days ago, he said, whenever he thinks about this team, he just smiles because Mm -hmm. everyone is a different personality, and yet everyone meshes. And I was wondering, Mm -hmm. is there someone on your team that is so different in personality from you? that you never would have thought you'd have had this type of chemistry, but somehow you've managed to do it?
2: Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's either Henry or Nick. Uh, I mean, we're we're kind of similar in the fact that, you know, we're professional basketball players, we're shooters. Uh, but, I mean, off the court, I mean, I I really don't know much about, didn't know much about them until this year. And then just hearing kind of where they're from, their backgrounds, how they got here. Uh, I mean, everyone's different. Uh, But I think, like you said, the differences is what make us closer, uh, make us curious about each other. And I think with that chemistry building, especially with us getting to know each other more, uh, it's kind of shown on the court. So, uh, yeah, I I would probably say one of those two.
0: And speaking of different personalities appearing to get the best out of you, you know, I was wondering, you, you, you and Henry are the only people to play not only from last year, but for JAMA. And now for Patrick mm-hmm. Mutombo, I was wondering, mm-hmm. they seem really different, at least, you know, from a thousand miles away like I am. Um, but what, what, um, what's different about them? What's similar about them? What, 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 uh, what do you think uh, sort of the contrast is uh, between Jamma and, and, and Coach Mutombo?
2: Um, I think definitely some things that are similar is they want to win. Uh, by any means necessary, um, they just want to win. I think that's kind of an organizational thing uh, that they've brought uh, to 905, just win uh, at the end of the day. Um, they're very focused on the details, very focused on, you know, our defensive principles, playing playing with pace on offense. But, I mean, there are some differences. Like Coach, Coach Jamma was a lot more positive. Uh, not saying Coach Matumbo isn't, but, you know, Coach Jamma was, you know, the, the bubbly personality bringing in, in practice, you know, bringing the energy. And Coach Natombo is very, you know, fiery, very uh, get his point across. Um, but at the end of the day, they're, they're both amazing coaches. I've enjoyed playing for both of them. And at the end of the day, they just want to win. Uh, it doesn't matter how we do it. Uh, I mean, they would love to play a perfect game, but obviously that's not going to happen most of the time. So, uh, I mean, they bring intensity. They bring They focus on the details, and they just want to win.
0: And not like I'm comparing myself to, to you guys, but I've been coached by people that appear similar to Jama and Coach Matumbo. One definitely more mm-hmm. positive, one more. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, when I unmute myself in these Zoom conversations for Coach Matumbo, I, I get nervous because he's, he's an intimidating <laughs> guy to me. I don't know how he is for you, but for me, I'm like, this guy is super serious. And one thing he mentions all the time is guys being serious enough. And I was just wondering. I mean, does does Coach Mentumbo ever ever intimidate you?
2: Um, I mean, yeah. In, in the very beginning, I'm not gonna lie. He, he did. Um, I I don't know whether it was for me, whether it was, it was his last name, whether it was you know, uh, just the presence. I, I'm not sure what it was, but definitely in the very beginning. But you know, as you get to know him, he's very just detail oriented. He wants he wants to win uh, really bad, um, especially being his first head coaching job. So you know. Uh, throughout the year, especially as I started to play a little bit more, building that bond and chemistry to where, you know, he he trusts you. And, you know, I think that's one thing that he's going to focus on is being serious about the game at all times, whether we're up 20, down 20, tie game, it doesn't matter. He's very focused on the details and wants us to play every possession like it's our last uh, because he knows where we're trying to get to. And uh, at the end of the day, he's trying to help us get there.
0: And another thing that so many players have mentioned is their appreciation for Coach Montembo holding guys accountable. Has there been a moment mm-hmm. in the last month where he's held you accountable?
2: Uh yeah. He's he's definitely held me accountable on multiple occasions, uh whether it's a turnover, uh not rotating on defense, you know, the game I think the game before I fouled out uh we were watching film and you know he got on me because I wasn't rotating and, you know, uh, taking a foul, you know, giving them easy layups. So uh, he's definitely held me accountable in that aspect, uh, but also on the offensive side, being the point guard, being the vocal leader, and putting guys into the right position. So, you know, you, you got to you gotta really pay attention and focus on the details, especially with a coach like this, because if you don't and you slip up once, he's definitely going to point it out and let you know about it.
0: Yeah, But at the end the... of the day, he
2: wants to win, and I, I enjoy playing with him, or playing for him, not
0: with him. Yeah, and uh, you talk about being detail-oriented, and uh, I interviewed you last year, and there was a question I asked that I was annoyed I didn't follow up on. So a year later, I have a chance to follow up on it. I just asked you about who you kind of like to model your game after. Was it J.J. Redick? And you said, well, he was pretty good. I know I'm from North Carolina, but Steph Curry was my idol. And just just from a technical perspective, and I'll get you out of here on this one, Just from a technical perspective, the amount of preparation Steph Curry does, the amount of the pregame warm-up, he's the only person that you want to watch his pregame warm-up. What kind of technical right. stuff do you take after from him that you, that you aspire to when you watch Steph Curry warm-up and when, and when he plays?
2: Um, I think with him, it's just his approach. Uh, every game, you know, you never know if he's going to hit 15 threes or he's going to have 20 assists. So, uh, I think his focus and how much he he loves the game. Uh he enjoys playing. And I think you can see that uh especially when he's on the court, you know, he just enjoys being out there. And I think that's one thing that I try to do is just enjoy the moment. He's really focused on the moment, not focused on the future or the past. It's always what what's coming up for him. Um and I mean it, it doesn't hurt that, you know, he can catch fire at any moment. So it's someone that I've always looked up to, His, but his personality and, you know, how he approaches the game is definitely something that I try to, you know, mimic.
0: Well, that's one thing you got to do more. You got to smile more. That Steph Curry is definitely <laughs> someone who smiles more on the court. And I definitely know you enjoy what you do, but that's, that's something that we'll, that we'll be looking for. I'm not sure about in the playoffs coming up, but, uh, you know, as your career rolls on, wherever it takes you, hopefully you continue uh, to express that joy on and off the court. Uh, listen, Matt, we we really really appreciate the time you've given us. It's been a hectic schedule. You got a couple of days to get ready for for the playoffs. Your first playoff since the NCAA tournament for Cornell. Uh, so get some rest, mm-hmm. and uh, we just we really really appreciate the time.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.